welcome to Manifest Your Bliss. My name is Shelley Aristizabal. I am a best-selling author, inspirational speaker, and creative entrepreneur. I'm also a mom of four kids living in beautiful Naples, Florida. As a happiness and law of attraction coach and NLP practitioner, I am truly devoted to help you design and live the life of your dreams through the power of mindset, meaning, and manifestation. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hello there. Welcome to Manifest Your Bliss. I am Shelly Rissazabel, and I am very, very happy that you have joined me here today on the podcast. I am on the countdown now to my 100th episode. This is episode 94, and I am just so excited that I've come this far, right? I mean, I started this podcast almost two years ago with just um, a passion for sharing. I love talking about manifesting and the law of attraction and mindfulness and everything that I share here. And I knew for sure that I was going to continue doing this, whether I had just me as a listener or a couple of listeners, but I wanted to share this and I'm happy that here I am two years later in almost 100 episodes. And I appreciate everyone who is listening and I especially appreciate you. So listen, I've got the next several episodes leading up to episode 100 and I'm going to talk a lot about love. You know, love, love, love is uh, what it's all about bliss, happiness, love, appreciation. It's really all the same thing. And so if you want to be notified, <laughs> subscribe, subscribe here to the podcast. And um, if you happen to be listening on iTunes, you can even write a review. I'd love to hear from you. So here we go. We're going to dive right into love. I'm again, I'm happy that you're here. And so um, love, you know, love, love is, I, I've done a podcast on love before. I've done a couple on love. And um, as you know, I do, I am a follower of Abraham Hicks. So it's the first place I went. I'm just curious to know, you know, what uh, the definition of love is from infinite intelligence. <laughs> and basically, Abraham Hicks describes love as love is enlightenment. When with the source that's inside of you, right? You're enlightened, you're um, aligned. Um, and it's really about um, lining up with the topic, you know, whatever it is, you know, if you're loving another person, or if you're engaging with another person, or anything, it's about um, really understanding the perspective and the opinion of source, because source is love. And if you really understand that's how source, God, universe, however you want to describe it, our creator is love. And, um, you know, I think that is like the pure um, version of it, which uh, is really, you know, love has kind of been watered down, right? The word love is, is um, it doesn't feel as powerful as it really is because we love slice of pizza, you know, <laughs> we love the sunset, we, we use the word love so much that even, um, again, Abraham Hicks said, a better word is almost like appreciation. Uh, you know, if you, you describe 
the feeling, you know, that you have for someone, it's almost like you appreciate who they really are. You're in connection with their inner, you know, source of who they are. It's source is love coming out of them that you love and the love of source and you kind of meeting together, if you will, in an understanding that that is how powerful it is. So when you kind of visualize, you know, that love is coming from that person, you know, I, I've kind of imagined that it's light, right? It's like this beautiful, let your love light shine, right? I mean, it's, it's like this beautiful light. It's, uh, that you might feel and see from another person. So, you know, if, if love is appreciation of who that person is, and allowing them to be who they really are and accepting them and loving them because you see them through the eyes of source. Ah, that is pretty powerful. So let's kind of think that, um, let's use that analogy that, that love is this beautiful light that is shining and you spreading itself all over <laughs> and illuminating you know, that person and how you feel about them. And, you know, because let's face it, yeah, we might love pizza, but, you know, it's really another human being or another animal, like we love our pets. Um, but it's really starts with, you know, loving yourself. And, and I did a podcast earlier on, you know, self-love. I think it's titled, um, What Would Someone Who Love Themselves Do? Right. So listen to that, because that's I talk a lot about, you know, the love from within the relationships we have with other people. And today I want to share a little exercise that I actually uh, discovered many years ago. Um, and it, it was a TED talk. And it's um, gosh, I think it was uh, let me see. It was in 2014 by Billy Ward. And it's called How to Love and Be Loved. And it's a beautiful um, podcast or YouTube TEDx, you know, listen to it if you if you want to go find it. And maybe I'll put the um, if I, the the link in the description here. But it's this beautiful exercise on you know really being able to visualize um, love and how you love another person. So basically, walks you through this process, and I would like to share it with you right now. So if you happen to be in a, a place where you're sitting and you're comfortable and you can close your eyes, I'd like for you to take a couple minutes and do exactly that. So basically, just kind of sit in a chair and get comfortable and close your eyes and take a deep breath in. Okay, because I'm, it's a visualization and I'm going to ask you to really consider three items and you're going to associate each one of these items with a person in your life that you love. Okay, so it's kind of it's going to be like three expressions of light and that, you know, as you're going to share this light, you're going to have it return to you as well. So with your feet on the floor and your eyes closed and your palms on your lap kind of facing up in a, in a manner of like receiving and you close your eyes and you take that deep breath. Okay. Now I want you to picture the sun. 
okay, the sun in the shot in the sky, in the blue sky, it's beautiful. You feel the warmth of its rays, right? And you consider the sun and how it shows up and shines on us every single day. It's sharing its light, its warmth, its energy unconditionally. It is giving us its light, even on a cold February morning, (laughs) right? Imagine the sun. It's always there for us. And now I want you to think about somebody in your life. Is there somebody in your life that reminds you of the sun? Somebody that loves you unconditionally and you know it and you can feel their love. I want you to picture that person right now. And I want you to feel the love that you, that person's giving and that you're feeling from that person that reminds you of the sun. Ah, it's beautiful, isn't it? So next, the next item I would like for you to picture, okay, as a source of light is a lighthouse, right? We can all see the lighthouse. You see how the, the, the light from the lighthouse is emanating from the top of its structure, right? It's kind of at the edge of the ocean where the ocean meets the land. It's pretty amazing. And when you think of a lighthouse, remember that its purpose, its primary purpose, other, I mean, it's, it's beautiful, but its primary purpose is to help guide sailors and boats home, right? Is there someone in your life that helps guide you home? Someone that helps guide you to your authentic self, to the truth of who you really are? That person that you are meant to be. That person reminds you of who you are meant to be. They show you the path that you're meant to go on. I want you to see that person in your mind and that person that directs you and encourages you and see that person and feel that love from that person. Right now, see them. They are a very important person in your life. (sighs) Okay. So now, the last item that I want you to think of that will be a source of light, I want you to imagine a disco light, (laughs) right? A disco ball, that light from a disco ball. And see that light. It's just bouncing off of everything. It's out there. It's amazing energy in the room. It lights up the room. It's exciting. It's fun. Um, It's very unique. And it's an incredible, this this unique object, right? It's like this ball. And it's um, just fun. And, you know, it might even make you think when you're seeing that disco ball of maybe your favorite song playing, right? It's somebody that you know, you, 
um, that reminds you of this disco ball. You know, you know, you can see in them, their personality. It's somebody that shows up. It's fun, loving. They have lots of energy um, everywhere they go, right? Picture that person right now that you consider that reminds you of a disco ball. <laughs> and the love that they have for you and for everybody for that matter. And puts a smile on your face, right? Okay, so now you kind of understand this visual idea of how love is like light. And so now you can open your eyes. So now I'd like to share a quick little story a disco ball story with you. <laughs> it's my a very personal story. And I really believe that um, it is the perfect story of my disco ball. So my disco ball love is my sweet granddaughter, Lily. And um, but I want to go back a little bit and maybe share the um, story of Lily. And it actually starts with um, Lily's dad, who is my son, Spencer. And, um, you know, it's interesting because of Spencer, I have my disco ball, Lily. <laughs> but it was an interesting process of um, allowing or bringing in my Lily. And it started with Spencer. And he is the, my second son. And he was one of those, um, I called him my um, miracle baby because I had had several miscarriages uh, before uh, we had Spencer. So he was certainly a miracle. We, they all are miracles, obviously. But you know, Spencer seemed to have this um, golden uh, child syndrome, if you will, because he everything came easy for him. He had a charmed life, I would say. You know, he, um, when he made a decision to learn how to ride a bicycle. He, he didn't even want training wheels. He went straight to just two wheels. It, it was really amazing. He could do everything without hardly even trying. Um, his older brother, Nick, was great at everything as well, but usually had to put in a little more effort. So, you know, Spencer um, just seemed to kind of have it easy going. He was um, great at sports. Um, he was strong, uh, fast, handsome, big guy, you know, um, he never really had to study. He just kind of made it through school. Um, he didn't like school. He was more of kind of a hands-on learner. So uh, school was never a priority for him. And luckily for him, he was a great athlete. And it became very clear that um, football was pretty much his sport. Now, I am going to say that as a mom, I could see my son, um, as a little kid, I think his dream was always to be in the military. He would always wear a camo all the time. That's all he ever wanted to wear, <laughs> no matter what, everything he turned into a gun. <laughs> you know, he, he loved guns, even though I wasn't a big fan of guns when they were little, but um, he would turn a stick into a gun. You know what I'm saying? Um, he was just a tough guy. And that's really, I think, what his dream was. And um, but it wasn't meant to be because um, he, like I said, didn't like um, school, but um, everybody thought for sure he was on his way to being a football star. And he was a football star all through high school. 
But unfortunately, um, first game, senior year, I think it was the first play, he got injured and he basically um, completely damaged his knee. Um, even though they tried a special brace, he kind of kept playing. It was clear that uh, his uh, high school football career was done and which really pretty met, meant no college as well. So he kind of set his sights on possibly the military and that's okay, right? Well, um, he ended up having to have surgery on his knee and we found out that um, that was going to be a two-year process before he could be cleared to possibly, you know, be accepted into the military. So, you know, we talked about his options and instead of going to college, he pretty much just got depressed. I, I don't know how else to explain it. He kind of went the other way. He, I know, started smoking marijuana, which I completely disagreed with. And it just kind of got, things got worse to the point where he ended up avoiding a fight with some boys by, instead of fighting them, he actually keyed their car, which turned in to be a felony on his record because it was over $1,500 worth of damage. It was awful. And um, so now no football, no military with a felony on your record. Um, and then it was just a few months later that we found out that his girlfriend, which was kind of an ex-girlfriend, but we found out she was pregnant. So, oh my gosh, in a matter of about a year, his everything, you know, changed for him and it was very unexpected. And, um, you know, as a mom, I was uh, uh, sad for him because my goodness, um, a bit we have, it's not the way I wanted him to be a dad. And I certainly wasn't the way I wanted to become a grandma. So it was a really, really hard time. And uh, we all kind of uh, figured it out as we went along. And, um, you know, he basically had no job, no ambition. He had no car, no money, uh, no place to live, right? And he was kind of living with me and sometimes and we'd get in big arguments. He'd live with his dad sometimes. It, it was an awful, awful time. But then comes Lily. <laughs> and this is where I'm saying that I want you to really understand this disco ball effect because this little beautiful baby straight from heaven, straight from source, immediately just shined her light of love on all of us and allowed all of us to shine our light on her. And we all get to see how God's light, how that love light is there. It's just so beautiful and so pure in these little babies. And she has just completely changed all of our lives. Um, and we can just so easily see this love. And, you know, the interesting thing is, is that you see babies that they, they are this pure love and they just love themselves and they're so free with their emotion and they're so free with giving love and receiving love. And it, it's a, a reminder to all of us that we have that opportunity to have that light to receive from those who are sharing it and showing their light. And if we can see that love 
in others. It's, it's just, it's just incredible. She loves her daddy so much and he loves her and we just can't get enough of her. We can't get enough of her love. And you know, what I've learned from that is that, you know, everyone is worthy of love and belonging and just as you are, right? Little sweet babies, we just love them exactly how they are. They don't have to do or be or have anything. We just love them because they're giving out that love. It's this beautiful thing. And even, you know, as imperfect as someone is, like my son, Spencer, he too is worthy of that beautiful love. And I get to see that. And I think that if we can tap into that beautiful love and and learn to see it everywhere, right? It's everywhere, that light, because we all are, every person is that beautiful light and love of source. So with that in mind, I want to walk you through one more tiny little part of this process, because I want you to consider that wherever you're sitting right now, if you were to shift your position in your chair, right, and just sit on the side of your chair and look out, you have a completely different view. And when you have that different view of the world and of a person, it really can change, you know, the way that you see things. And that's the same thing when it comes to love. And if you can love and be loved without any conditions, everything changes. So now what I'd like for you to do is close your eyes one more time. Okay. And I want you to picture the sun and there's an author named Anthony DeMello. And he says that the sun has never said to the earth, you owe me, (laughs) right? And if you look at what happens to a love like that, it lights up the whole sky. So if there's somebody in your life that could use a little unconditional love, I want you to picture that person in your mind's eye right now. And then I want you to remember the lighthouse. And its primary purpose is to guide the sailors and the boaters home. Well, can you picture someone out there in your life that needs a little bit of guidance, maybe a little direction? I want you to see that person right now in your mind's eye. And then lastly, I want you to picture that disco ball. (laughs) My Lily is so free because she loves herself and she is love and she loves unconditionally. And she reflects that love. So if you can dance with somebody under the disco ball, right? And I bet that there's someone in your life right now that could use that happy love from your eyes and from your smile. I want you to see that person. And I want you to decide right now how you are going to be able to spread some of your love in the world to make it a better place. So listen, I'm, I'm going to share my sunshine story. I don't think it's going to be hard to guess who that is. My son is 
my Randall. He is the love of my life. He's my soulmate. And I'm telling you that his love shines on me like the warmth of the sun. And I can only hope that I am his son as well. So I hope that you all have a sunshine and a disco ball. And of course, the love and guidance in your life. And I hope that you will consider being that for someone as well. So listen, make today your best day ever and give your love as freely as possible. It is my wish that you begin to see evidence of the law of attraction around you. I just know that now a conscious awareness of this powerful law will be activated within you. We are meant to live a joyful life. I know that conscious, deliberate, and self-empowerment is essential to be able to live your bliss. So, until next time, love you, Shelley.